You are listening to She Speaks by the Great Canadian Woman. The great Canadian woman makes waves, she moves mountains, and she blazes trails. This podcast is a compilation of inspirational Canadian women sharing their message, their insight, their experience, and their expertise. and compassion, strength and softness, pride and humility, independence and connectedness. The great Canadian woman unites us by both our similarities and our differences, and this is where we listen, learn, connect and grow. You can learn more about our publishing opportunities, events and how to be a contributor on the She Speaks podcast or blog by visiting www.thegreatcanadianwoman.ca. series of poems. This one is called The Letter. It's about the immigration story of my father who emigrated from Jamaica and then he sent for my mother. Okay, The Letter. I waited by the banana tree where you first saw me. I shaded sun under the leaves. Watched as others got letters from foreign. Saw the faces crack brilliant smiles that meant they were going. Bodies gyrating with joy. I waited by the banana tree where you first saw me. Wondering why your letter did not find me. Was the one you called more special than me? Was she more cultured? More beautiful? Was her skin softer than mine? Was she more woman than me? The answers never came. You never explained. I waited by the banana tree where you first saw me. She sauntered past me unknowing, her body freely swaying, going to the market to buy things for firing. Okay, the next poem I'm going to read you is called Slave. And it really does talk about the resilience um, that my ancestors had and so many others had after they were taken and enslaved, taken from Africa, largely West Africa, 
so many hundreds of years ago to the islands of the Caribbean and the Americas in what became known as the transatlantic slave trade. But it talks about the resilience of these people. Okay, slave. I am not slave. I was enslaved. I am not slave. I was enslaved. I walked free in the sun, in the land of my birth. Baobab tree sheltered me. Yam and banana fed me. My family around me grew me. My beloved loved me. Until you came and took me away far across the sea. To a land of plantations where there is only memory of what was and can never be again. I am not slave. I was enslaved. I am not slave. I was enslaved. Okay, I'm going to do a poem that is called Hair. And I wrote it because I have dreadlocks and I often get a lot of comments, lovely comments. People are curious and they ask me, how long does it take to do my dreadlocks or to do, I think they think they get them confused with braids. They often think they are put in singly and it takes a very long time and hours and hours, but these are dreadlocks. So anyway, um, I decided to write a poem called Hair. I'll twist, part, plait. This is my hair and how I do that. I smooth on the oil. I hold to the hair. I take my comb and make partings with care. The strands in my hand, I move and position. I weave and discover creation, my mission. Now is the time to acknowledge the scalp. Stroke and knead and make a style to suit. This is my hair, afro, frizzy, dread and locks. Yes, this is the crown I wear in town. Okay. I'm going to do a poem um, about food because I think food is so important in all cultures and it's something that gives um, people strength and it's something that gives women strength. Making our traditional foods 
can give us a form of power. It empowers us, makes us feel stronger and more able to be who we are. So this poem is called Pepper Pot Soup. And pepper pot soup is eaten all over the Caribbean and in parts of Africa, Africa as well. And it brings back lots of memories for me. Um, it's warming, it's quite warming, so it's quite nice to have in our Canadian winters as well. Okay, Pepe Pot Soup. Mouth lowers to the spoon and sips at the soup. Tongue tastes the yam and starchy white dasheen. The sense of fresh thyme hovers above the pot. An aroma that evokes memories of Jamaican mother. The green finger-like shape of okra, a lady's finger, makes a gentle curve in the liquid. Spoon dips to catch okra and a red piece of scotch bonnet floats by. Spicy warmth follows where pepper pot soup is fed. Okay. This poem is called Skin, and I'm black, so um, I have black skin, what would be called black skin. And sometimes I get comments, um, some good, some not so good. And in this case, um, a friend made a comment and about my skin and I wanted to um, to reclaim my power, if you like, and um, find a way to turn, to use that energy in a more positive way. So I wrote this poem. Skin. You are not too dark, not too light, said a friend. who thought it was a lark to comment on my skin as though it were a coat to put on and take off. But of course I won't. You are not too dark, not too light, said a friend who thought it was a joke to comment on my coat. Made me feel it was a sin to wear the skin that I am in. It's my yoke. It's not a joke. Okay, I'm going to share some Jamaican folklore with you. And in Jamaica, we have um, ghosts, um, as all cultures have uh, 
things they, they call ghosts. And um, uh, a Jamaican ghost we refer, we refer to as a doppy. And um, this has got quite a lot of humour to it and it's quite short. So it's a little bit of Jamaican folklore. And it's called the doppy marriage vow. And I will use the dialect and I will translate. Okay. Doppy marriage vow. You pick me as your partner. And the dance must continue. Okay, so this means you chose me as your partner, your marriage partner, and so the dance must continue. So you chose me as your partner, and so we've got to stay married. Um, and so this really shows us, again, what, what women and so many people contend with. Um, and we, we rise to the challenge because we are strong and um, we keep going. Um, but just sharing a little bit of Jamaican folklore with you. I would also like to read this poem because I'm lucky enough to live on Lake Superior. Um, we have the wonderful lakes here in Canada and this wonderful scenery and nature all around. And um, I just wanted to share this with you because I know that it, the nature gives me strength and empowers me and enables me to meet the challenges that life throws at me. All I need to do is take a walk and I immediately in nature and I feel better to look at um, out at Lake Superior um, because I would say I'm lucky enough to live so close to the lake, that great lake. So here we are, lake day. Today is a day for joy. Water splashing. The air is humming. The camera clicking. Trying to capture the heart of the day. A granddaughter floating in her pink blow-up boat. This is the first time. A grandson with a fist full of sand testing the water. A beautiful teenage granddaughter swimming in bright red lipstick. Hindu gold Shiva medallion around her neck. Okay. I'm going to do this poem. It's called The Gatekeeper. Um, it really talks about those people that, that guard the gates. They stand at the gates figuratively and metaphorically. Um, and I wrote it when I was thinking of um, writing a book and I wanted to send the book off. And obviously I wanted it to be successful and be accepted. Um, but it made me think about 
the stages and the gates that the book would have to go through in order to um, to to be for me to be published. The gatekeeper. You are the gatekeeper. You control the flow. You open the gate to those you know. The people you know look and speak just like you. They come walk through with the privilege they own. I am the outsider, unknown to you. You will close the gate to keep those like you. You are the gatekeeper. What can I do to cause you to open to someone different? To you. And so we, as women and as people, we go through many gates and many challenges, but we keep going and we use our strength to keep going. And and that's what that poem is about. Okay. I wanted to talk um, to remember those people that um, are so often forgotten in in this uh, in the world, really. Um, And I wrote this one, actually, this this poem for really the first Canadian person I, I met when I came here to Canada. And the person was so lovely to me and very helpful and answered all the questions that I had and helped us, you know, find our feet. So this is what this is about. And also it made me remember those frontline staff, those essential staff, the people that have kept us going through COVID-19 also. It's called The Tales of the Good. The Tales of the Good so rarely get told the tales of the good lost in the folds of the pages of a book. You welcomed me and smiled. Come and sit with me a while. It's late and you have hurried to pass this way. You gave me a coffee and good cheer. A Tim Hortons was near and you showed me the way. You knit me a toque and you gave me a look that said, you are welcome to stay. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the poems and I hope that They've, they certainly empowered me, helped me to feel stronger when I was writing them. And I've hope, I hope that I've shared that piece with you. Thank you.
Thank you so much for tuning into the She Speaks podcast by The Great Canadian Woman. Remember to subscribe to the show on your favorite player so you don't miss a single episode. And if you love what we're doing here, we would be so appreciative if you could leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And if you want to connect with today's guest or become a guest on the show yourself, head to thegreatcanadianwoman.ca forward slash podcast. Until next time, make waves, move mountains, and blaze trails. Thank you.